I'd like to tonight uh, in every service together as a church to say our theme. Every service, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, and uh, say it together as a church to kind of memorize this verse. If this would be the only verse you memorize all year, it would be a good verse. So let's say it together tonight. This is our theme. It says, Through thee in 2023, Psalms 44, 5. Through thee will we push down our enemies. Through thy name we will tread them under that rise up against us. Amen. I believe that. I pray that you do the same. Amen. So every service we're just going to say that together. And uh, maybe we'll just get it after a while. And uh, so on the back table there, on the maiden announcements, the back table there is a, a men's facts or men's text. Uh, put your name and number if you want to be in that group text. And I know group texts are annoying. And I know group texts get on your nerves. And I know that group texts can go on for days. Uh, but it's something tonight if you want to be part of, and I do, and uh, so I can be involved in what's going on in the minds and my side to be men. Uh, you can always know what's happening in their lives by the things that they're texting, uh, by the verses in which they're presenting, the things in which they're saying. It keeps me in tune. And as well on the lady side, the women's side, you've got a, a, a sign-up sheet there for your name and text. And, and you can just know the heartbeat of our ladies by listening to the text that's going on. And so I pray that you will participate with that, even though it's annoying. And even though it sometimes gets uh, aggravating uh, because it's just ding, 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 uh, all the time. But uh, I think that's necessary and needful, and I appreciate Brother Keith making that, that uh, recommendation for that. And so uh, also on the back table is our sign-up sheet for our Valentine banquet uh, that we want to have on February the 18th at 5 o'clock. And uh, we'll, have, we'll have a nursery for the younger kids. Uh, there'll be no other children there, no other uh, but adults. And so uh, you don't have to be married to come. You just come if you're an adult and you want to be here, you come, okay? Um, and also, we're going to play a game. And uh, in that game, it's called, we played it before, and uh, it's like the newlywed game. Y'all remember that? The newlywed game, and so it's going to be. We call it the compatible game, and so we're going to have we're going to have five groups of husband and wife, and uh, I'll be asking folks to be part participate in that. But we will ask like the guys a question. I just give you an easy one. Ask the guys a question uh, like, "What is your wife's toothbrush color?" And then they'll go back, and wives will come in, and if he says it's blue, well, then he. If she says blue, well, then they get 10 points. Uh, and so all these questions be asked to the women and to the men, and they have to agree and all that kind of stuff. And then whoever is the highest points, we got, we got some trophies uh, that we're going to have. And so uh, it's going to be a good time. And then we're going to, I'm praying about having Brother Gary come and to uh, give us a devotion, uh, preach to us about the things of, of love. And so we're looking for that. So we'll have a dinner. We're looking for fajitas that we're going to have, and uh, then we'll have that game, and then Brother Gary will give his devotion. And so that's going to be our night, and I think it would be a good time, and I pray that you're able to come, okay? All right, and uh, the last Friday of this month is our Bible study, and so we're looking forward to that too. All right.
I guess we can read out of Psalms chapter 50 it is tonight. So if you want to read, you're sure welcome to do so here tonight. Psalms chapter 50. Psalms 50. All right. We lined up. All right. Sister. You ready? Okay. So there's going to be, what, uh, 23, then we'll do 51 as, as well. So let's do, uh, that'd be uh, 42. So do 10. Sister Cindy, 10 verses. The mighty God, even the Lord, hath spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God hath shined. Our God shall come and shall not keep silence. A fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very temptuous around about him. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself, Selah. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, I will testify against thee. I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings to have, to have been continually before me. I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor he goats out of thy foals. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. Amen. All right, Sister Kathy. I know all the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine and the fullness thereof. Amen. Will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thy vows unto the Most High. And call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. But unto the wicked God saith, What hast thou to do to declare my statutes, or that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth? Seeing thou hatest instruction, and castest my words behind thee, when thou sawest a thief, then thou contendest with him, and hast been partaker with adulterers, Thou givest thy mouth to evil, and thy tongue frameth deceit. Thou sittest and speakest against thy brother. Thou slanderest thine own mother's son. Amen. Thank you. <clears throat> These things hast thou done, and I kept silence. Thou thoughtest that I was altogether such as one as thyself, but I will reprove thee. I will set them in order before thine eyes. Now consider this, ye that forget God, lest I tear you in pieces, and there be none to deliver. Hmm. Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. And, and to him that ordereth his con conversation aright, I will show the salvation of God. Psalm 51. 
Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of the tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin, <clears throat> for I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I will shapen in iniquity, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Thank you. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, upon thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness. The, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering, then shall they offer bullocks upon thine altar. Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, turn to Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3 in verse 23. It's going to be a, a message here tonight, a little different than usual, because we're going to begin a series on some doctrine, and I want to begin to teach some doctrine on what we believe and why we believe it, and tonight is going to be on the word sin. Uh, title of the message, though, uh, Failure to Fulfill God's Purpose, Failure to Fulfill God's Purpose tonight is sin and so we find here in verse 23 of chapter 3 of romans for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god father we come to you in jesus name we ask you now lord to lead god the service we pray to fill us and anoint us with your spirit may lord we receive the unction from the holy one tonight god i pray father that you touch our ears that we might hear god our hearts that we might receive we pray tonight, God, that you'd work down deep in every soul. I know I need to hear from heaven. I know tonight, dear God, I need to be led and guided by the Holy Ghost of God. And so we pray tonight, Lord, that you'd work down deep. God, you'd change us for the glory of God. You'll help us to be better parents and better husbands and better wives, better children tonight, God, better workers, citizens, Father, Christians, church members. God, friends and family tonight, Lord, God, move down deep in the souls of men. Save that which is lost tonight. Touch that which is saved. 
God, help the sick and the hurting and the disease tonight. God, encourage the discouraged. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So tonight, as we began this study, uh, or this message, this preaching on this doctrine, uh, the doctrine of sin, it will be, we begin that. And the reason why we want to begin with the doctrine of sin is because without that, there's really no appreciation for salvation. Without that knowledge and understanding about what sin is, uh, that appreciation for the Savior is not much. I've always been alarmed when somebody who's saved and they kind of just lightly esteem their salvation. Uh, They kind of lightly speak of the Savior. Tonight, if you really know about sin and what sin is tonight, it will enhance, it will bring forth a greater appreciation about your salvation. If you are saved tonight, there will be a thrill about that. There will be an excitement about it, and it will never go away. You can be saved for one day, for one year, for 10 years, 50 years, 60 years, and you'll always have that excitement and that joy about your salvation. It will never cease to amaze you how God would save somebody like me. And tonight, it's only coming to understanding what you've been saved from, understanding what, who saved you and how that sin was presented to you and that now you're saved you're redeemed, you're forgiven and pardoned, and so that brings a great appreciation. But instead, until we understand this word sin, will it ever mean anything to us in a real way? Now, we have to know and understand tonight the doctrine of sin. The word doctrine just means the teaching, the teaching of sin. Uh, you know, we have a lot of people tonight that will talk about sin and what it is. And a lot of people say sin is this, sin is that. Sin is not doing something. Sin is doing something. Uh, Sin uh, looks like this. Sin sounds like this. Sin is this taste. Sin is this hearing. But tonight, I want to get deeper than that. I just don't want to say, okay, you know, saying a cuss word is sin. That's shallow. I don't want to say, well, you know, going out there and having bitterness towards your brother is sin. That's shallow. I don't want to say, well, you know, to have go here and, and be unforgiving is sin. That's shallow. Uh, let's get really down to where sin is so that we can really have appreciation for our Savior and our salvation. And so there's three words tonight that has been spoken of concerning the doctrine of sin. Turn your Bibles now. There's going to be a lot of Bible movement. I hope you come to church with a Bible. And then I hope you come to church wanting to go through the Bible. And so in Exodus chapter uh, 34 tonight, uh, there's three words that will describe the doctrine of sin tonight. And uh, it gives it very clear. And boy, the way that it is mentioned here and the way that God has set forth of it, it really brings to our heart about these things. So look in chapter 34 of Exodus and verse 6. The Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, and abundant in goodness and in truth, keeping mercy for thousands. Now, here's the words. Forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. Those three words are very important to you and I in our salvation and our Savior. 
we notice in those three words it says forgiving iniquity. There's a forgiving of transgression and the forgiving of sin. And so tonight we've got to come to the place of understanding what sin is, but understanding that what we have to do with sin is have forgiveness, the forgiving sin, forgiving transgression and forgiving iniquity. Now turn your Bibles, we read it a while ago, but into Psalms 51. Psalms 51 and verse 1 and verse 2. Those same three words are there as David is making a plea about his sin. He says in chapter 51 verse 1, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to thy multitude of tender mercies. And then what he says is blot out my transgressions. Next, this 34, it said, uh, forgiving transgressions. Here, David is saying, blot out my transgressions. So I got to do something with my transgressions. God said he'll forgive them. uh, And then David said, blot them out. And then look at verse 2. He says, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. There's that second word, iniquity. And David's saying, in order for me to be right with God, in order for me to be in line with God, I'm going to have to have my transgressions blotted out, and I'm going to have to have my iniquity washed. And then he says in verse 2, and cleanse me from my sin. Cleanse me from my sin. So God says, I'm going to forgive transgressions, iniquity, and sin. David said, I need them blotted out, I need them washed, and I need them uh, to be cleansed because that's the only thing you can do with transgressions and sin and iniquity. Talking about the doctrine of sin tonight. Is described in those three words. Now turn your, to Psalms 32 and verse 1. Again, David is making another plea here concerning this doctrine of sin or the words that identify uh, the sin. The Bible says in chapter 32 of Psalms, verse 1, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. So there again, you've, there's something about transgression that God forgives and then uh, he was asking to be washed up. But then he goes on and says in verse 1, whose sin is covered. You see, sin uncovered tonight is troubling. Sin that's not cleansed tonight is troubling. Sin that's not forgiven is troubling. And so we find these words again there in verse 2. It says, and blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity in whose spirit there is no guile. And so there's not the imputing of iniquity. And so tonight it's fair to say and scriptural to say that if we're going to talk about the doctrine of sin and we're going to talk about that, uh, then we're going to have to talk about these three words, sin, transgression, and iniquity. Now it's evident tonight that those three words don't mean the same. They mean something different tonight. We're not going to take all three words tonight, uh, but these three words do identify that there is trouble to every one of us in these three words. In these three words, which is a doctrine of sin tonight, you and I are going to have to deal with them. We're going to have to come to understand them and know them. In order for us to be saved, in order for us to have the appreciation of our salvation and the appreciation of our Savior tonight, those three words are going to have to become real known and understood completely and clearly. And those three words are 
transgression, iniquity, and sin. So tonight, I want to deal with just one word, and that word is sin tonight. And that's why I used the word, uh, the, the text tonight, Romans 3, verse 23. For all have sinned. He didn't say for all have transgressed. He didn't say for all have, have iniquity. He said sin. But then he begins to describe what that sin is in verse 23. And he says that word sin means to come short of the glory of God. In other words, tonight, the word sin means this. The failure to fulfill God's purpose. Now, what is God's purpose for mankind? To glorify God. That is your only purpose. God did not create you for any other reason. He didn't create you for a reason that you might think tonight. He has created you for one purpose. And that one purpose is to glorify God. And when we don't glorify God and we didn't, then we have failed in our purpose of what God has made us for. And that's called sin. For all have sinned. What do you mean? For all have lived not fulfilling the purpose that God's placed in their lives, and that is to glorify God. To glorify God. That's your purpose tonight. And that's why this morning or this evening, that Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says that every single one of us have sinned. We have not fulfilled the purpose in our lives. And that purpose is to glorify God. Now, I say to you this evening, we're not going to talk about what we might call sin today and the ways of sin or the things of sin. But ultimately, everything that we might consider to be sin tonight stems from this very purpose. If you and I tonight come from my mother's womb glorifying God, we wouldn't have a sin problem. But because we come from our mother's womb not glorifying God, we sin and come short of the glory of God. And friend, that's why you're a sinner. It's not a, you're not a sinner because you robbed somebody. You're not a sinner because you lied. You're not a sinner tonight because you stole something. You're not a sinner today because you've done something wrong or you didn't do something right tonight. Listen, you're not a sinner for any of those reasons. You're a sinner tonight because you have not fulfilled the purpose of God. You did not, have not, is not giving him glory. And so we find tonight a better understanding on whenever I do get saved and whenever the Savior does become my Savior my, what an appreciation and what a thankfulness it is to know that the reason why I'm a sinner. A lot of people think they're sinners because of what they do. A lot of people think they're a sinner because of just the way they are. But we're a sinner tonight because we come short of the glory of God. And friend, we got to really search our hearts and really look down deep in our souls tonight and say, my, did I, and when did I begin to glorify God? When did I begin to give Him glory? And so tonight, that is what this missing, that word sin would mean miss the mark. And what mark are we missing? Well, God made you to give Him glory, and you didn't. 
and you missed the mark. Amen. That's what it means tonight on that. Number one, I want you to notice tonight, and, and by the way, this is what makes you lost tonight, is that you have missed the mark, that you have not given God glory, and that you have not fulfilled God's purpose in your life, and so now you're in lost. Number one tonight, the very mankind has been crowned with glory. And that's why God would expect you and I to give him glory because we've been crowned with glory. His animals, his flowers, his tree, his universe, all of his other creation except mankind was not crowned with glory. Only you and I tonight has been crowned with glory. And because we've been crowned with glory, he expects the response, the response of our lives and our ways unto him is in the way of giving him glory. And so we find tonight in the scripture, look in Psalms chapter 8 with me and look in verse 4. Psalms chapter 8 and verse 4 says, What is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visiteth him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and all the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the paths of the seas. That's what God has done with man. He has given him glory. He has given him honor. And tonight he's given him power and authority. And that you will be dominant and have dominion over all that I've created and all that I have done. You, man, that's what I've done for you. Now turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 2. And Paul gives us an account, the same account. Uh, but I want to read it to you tonight. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 6. The Bible says, but one in a certain place testified saying, What is man? Thou art mindful of him, or the son of man, that thou visiteth him. Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet, for that he put all subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him, but now we see not all things put under him. We find that God has given man glory and given him honor and given him authority. My, what a God that is tonight to, to put such a responsibility upon us, to put such a, a liability upon us tonight, that God would look at man in such a way to say that everything else that I've made and all else that I've created, you are the crown jewel. You are above and beyond all of it. I give you the glory. I give you the honor. Turn to Psalm, Turn to Genesis tonight, chapter 1. And this is where he's done it at, and this is where it all began. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. The Bible says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. There was not one thing that was created that was created that man was not over. He was 
glory, honor, and authority. As God looked upon Adam and Eve, he looked upon them as ones that have great a glory and great honor and great authority. He raised them up above and beyond anything and everything he's ever created tonight. Man, three things I noticed about man. He was wise in his mind. When it talks about there, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. What he was saying right there was this. He was saying, let man be wise in his mind. Let him have a choice. Let him have knowledge. Let him have understanding. Let him know the difference. Let him know what's right and what's wrong. Let him make decisions and choices. Let him have discretion. And he will be wise in his mind. That's what it's meaning tonight when you make, make man in our image and our likeness. But not only does it give him man wise in his mind, but it gives him holiness in his heart. And when God created man, he put a holiness within his heart. He put a godliness within his heart. He put within his heart a sacredness. Thirdly, not only did he put wise in his mind and holiness in his heart, but he put a righteousness in his will or his action. God put within man, man, you can do right. Man, you can be right. Man, you can be righteous. You can be holy and you can be godly. And you can be wise and prudent. And you can be have information and knowledge tonight. Because you are created in our image, in our likeness. Man, wow, what glory, what honor that God gave. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 29 says, God hath made man upright. That's how God made man. God didn't make man not upright. God didn't make man not innocent. God didn't make man wrong and sinful. God didn't make man that way. God said, the Bible says, God made man upright. Number two, the Bible says that in Colossians chapter 3 verse 10, renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So whenever the original state of Adam and of mankind of all glory and honor and authority, the Bible says that he had the knowledge of God that created him, that wisdom. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24, which after God is created in righteousness and in true holiness. And that's the way man was made and created. Great glory. In other words, man was made and created full of honor. Honor. Not dishonor. Honor. God was God created man full of praise. To be praiseworthy. To be praised of, of Adam and of Eve. He didn't make man to be looked upon and, and to make fun of or to condemn or to bring damnation upon them. Oh, no. He had them full of praise, full of glory, full of power, of authority, full of power, of responsibility. My man was great in the way it's glorious. We find that mankind was crowned with glory. And so with that being said here tonight, you and I have now got a responsibility to give him glory because we've been crowned with glory. 
The animals can't do that. There's not a tree and a vegetable and a, and a rock and, and any other atmosphere and any other sun, moon, Jupiter, or Mars that can ever give glory because they wasn't crowned with glory. The you and I that was made crowned with glory tonight, we come to the second point. Now mankind is commanded to give glory. That's what mankind is commanded. And that's where we sin is we don't give God glory. And we find tonight in Isaiah chapter 42 verse 8, he says, I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. So God said this to you and I tonight. I command you give me glory. And I will not, will not give my glory to another. Your wife won't get my glory. Your children won't get my glory. Uh, your, your job won't get my glory. Your money won't get my glory. The things of your life won't get my glory. The gods you have within your life won't get my glory. There's nothing at all that man has or can achieve tonight that will get my glory. I give not glory to any other tonight. He's serious about this glory. He's real serious about the glory that he so rightly deserves. We find in Isaiah 42, 12, he says, Let them give glory unto the Lord and declare his praise in the islands. Give glory. The Bible says in Isaiah 43, 7, Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. What is God saying? God is saying that he has created every single one of us for his glory. And that means tonight to praise him. That means every single one of us coming out of our mother's womb tonight has been created to bring praise unto God, to bring glory unto God, to extol him, to magnify him, uh, to lift him up above and beyond anyone and everyone, to bring thanks to him, uh, to give him our very words and works that would bring him the glory of all that we say and all that we do and all that we have and everything that we have within the abilities and skills and, and the very health and wealth that we hold tonight. God has to get the glory for it. And we're talking about sin tonight. And sin is the failure tonight to fulfill God's purpose. Now what's God's purpose is that you give him glory. That he will be praised for everything about you and in you and to you. Everything that you have tonight, everything that you own, everything that you might think is your possessions tonight, Him to be glory. That word glory means praise, but it also means obedience. God says, I have created you to obey me. I have created you to follow me. I have created you to do what I ask and what I say. I created you to follow me all the way from birth to death. Now, we've missed the mark. The whole world has missed the mark. 
But see, they're worried about the alcohol, and they're worried about the drug, and they're worried about homosexuality, and they're worried about abortion, and they're worried about this, and they're worried about that. They're not concerned tonight about the glory they're not given. Nobody's telling them that truth. And we're all on the secondaries. We're all on the thirds and everything else that really don't matter tonight. And God says, where's my glory? Where's my glory? Where's my praise? Why aren't you obeying me? Why aren't you doing what I asked? Why aren't you taking the word of God seriously and soberly? Why aren't you applying what I tell you, applying what I give to you? What's wrong with you people? You're worried about wine. I'm worried about glory. You're worried about jealousy. I'm worried about glory. You're worried about friends and you're worried about family and you're worried about things. I'm worried about me. Would anybody just give me glory? Praise Him. Obey Him. That word glory means worship. He said, I've created you to worship me. I've created you to fall down on your face. I, I created you to create to have homage before me. I, I created you to be humble before me and submissive to me and subject yourself to me. I have created you to come to the place where you remove pride and ego and arrogancy. And you throw that away and throw it behind you. And you lay yourself out before me like a water friend, flowing from a, a pipe tonight. And that you lay down your life and lay down your things and all that you have tonight and yield it over to me in the way of worship worship you're the only God no other God and I lay my life out before you Lord and we're worried about wine and cigarettes and cussing and all this other nonsense and God says I'm not worried about all that whenever you realize what sin is you'll, you'll get you in line and the sin is tonight is that you have failed what I made you for <clears throat> and what I've made you for is to glorify me, and you've missed the mark. So tonight, as we look at this, we kind of come to a better understanding, I do, of what God would require from us. A good, a good I guess you'd say a model for giving God glory is in First Chronicles. Turn there with me tonight. First Chronicles chapter 16. 1 Chronicles chapter 16. And look in verse 17. <coughs> Bible says, And hath confirmed the same to Jacob for a law and to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying unto thee, Will I give the land of Canaan the lot of your inheritance when ye were but few, even a few, and strangers in it, and when they went from nation to nation and from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no man to do them wrong, yea, he reproved kings for their sakes, saying, Touch not mine anointed, and do my, do my prophets no harm. Sing unto the Lord all the earth, show forth from day to day his salvation. Declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous works among the nations. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be, to be praised, he also is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give unto the Lord, ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord glory due to his name. 
Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. The world also shall be stable that it may not be moved. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. And let men say among the nations, The Lord reigneth. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. And let the fields rejoice and all that is therein. Then shall the trees of the woods sing out at the presence of the Lord because he cometh to judge the earth. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And say ye, save us, O God, of our salvation, and gather us together and deliver us from the heathen, that we may give thanks to thy holy name and glory to thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel forever and ever. And all the people said, Amen, and praise the Lord. That's what God wants. That's what God made us for. That's what God's created us for right here. And if we, the people of God tonight, would live giving him glory, we would find blessings above and beyond we can ever imagine. We would find that God would show favor and God would move on our behalf and God would begin to answer our prayers and to move into our homes and families and God would begin to bless in such a way because, friend, we've got to stop worrying about all the other frivolous things and all the other things that have no matter and have no proof of anything tonight and begin to worry about the glory that He has created us for. Amen? Glory. We are be giving him glory tonight. God, thank you for the church. Thank you for your word. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my children. Thank you for what you give me. Thank you for the bed I'm going to lay in. Thank you for the car I get to drive. Get up in the morning. Thank you for the work. Thank you for the home. Thank you for the children. Thank you for the food. Lord, thank you, Lord. I praise you. You glorify. I give you honor and praise. I just want to tell you I love you, Lord. And boy, just begin to worship and praise and obey and do what he says. You'll find a richness in life. Stop worrying about the sin and worry about the sin. And so we find tonight mankind is commanded to give glory unto God. Jeremiah chapter 9. Turn with me there tonight. What time I got? Oh, man, I'm I'm not even 8 o'clock yet. The Lord just stopped the clock, I think. Jeremiah chapter 9, look in verse 23 with me tonight. Let's just talk a little bit about this glory I'm speaking of that God has created and made us for. He says, thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But let him that glorieth glory in this that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. And for these things I delight, saith the Lord. Well, he wants glory. He wants glory. Romans chapter 11, listen to this tonight. I don't know if you can bother. I kind of go slow if you want to get the address of it. Romans chapter 11, verse 36. It says, for him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 31. That according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Whether therefore 
you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. 2 Corinthians 10, 17. But he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Galatians 5, verse 1. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Ephesians 3, 21. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus through all ages, world without end. Amen. Philippians 4.20. Now unto God our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. 1 Timothy 1.7. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. 1 Peter 5.11, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Jude 25, to the only wise God and our Savior be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and ever. Amen. Turn to Revelation chapter 1. I just want to fill you up with the Bible tonight on what it would expect us to do with God tonight, and that is to glorify Him. Revelation chapter 1, verse 6. Hath made us kings and priests unto God and His Father. To Him be glory, dominion forever and ever. Amen. Chapter 4 and verse 9 tonight. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever. Verse 11, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Chapter, chapter 7, or chapter 5, and verse 12, saying with a loud voice, now this is 10,000 times 10,000 times 10,000 of people who got saved during this period I've called the tribulation period, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, and glory, and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth, and under the earth, and such are in the sea, and all that are heard, saying, Blessing, honor, glory, power, be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb forever and ever. Chapter 7 and verse 12. The Bible says, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be under our God forever and ever. Amen. In Revelation chapter 14, and look in verse 7, the Bible says, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come, and worship Him that made heaven and earth and sea and the fountains of waters. Chapter 19 and verse 1. The Bible says, and after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation, glory, honor, power unto the Lord our God. Is there any, any doubt in your mind tonight, dear children of God, what God would want and expect and require from you and I tonight? And that is to give Him glory. Give Him glory of the past. Give Him glory in the present and give Him glory in the future. Whether tonight, whether it's a heaven scene or whether it's an earthly scene, it's all about giving Him glory, giving Him praise, 
obedience and worship tonight. That's what we were created for, and that's sin tonight because we missed the mark. We missed the mark. We failed to fulfill the purpose of God in our lives. We find tonight, thirdly, not only was the mankind tonight commanded, but the mankind was condemned for not giving glory. Turn your Bibles to Malachi, which is the last book of the Old Testament, which should be right next to the first book of the New Testament. And so we find in Malachi, turn there with me tonight, and look there in verse, in chapter 2, and verse 2 tonight, Malachi chapter 2, verse 2. He says this, he says, If ye will not hear, and if you will not lay it, at, lay it to heart to give glory unto my name, saith the Lord of hosts, I will even send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Yea, I have cursed them already, because ye do not lay it to heart. I wonder tonight, America. We want to say America is bad because of its homosexuality, because of its abortion, because of its uh, same-sex marriage, because of its high divorce rate. We want to say that it's wicked and corrupt because of, of the Republicans and the Democrats. And we want to say that America is a vile, depraved uh, country tonight that, that deserves the judgment of God or that we're in the judgment of God. But can I say tonight the reason why that America or the church or the family today is in a place of curse is because they have not given God glory. That's why. So we got to get rid of all the fluff. We got to get rid of all the smoke. We got to get rid of all the other things tonight that we can bring up to the agenda. But the real truth is tonight is that you don't give God glory, you're going to be cursed. There's a condemnation in this if you don't give God glory. We find, look at that verse 3. He says this, he says, Behold, I will corrupt your seed, and I will spread dung upon your faces, even the dung of your solemn feast, and one shall take you away with it. You think God's playing games with this glory? You think God's messing with us tonight to even say such statements as this? That he would uh, corrupt your seed? That he would take dung and put it upon your face? Do you think God's playing with this glory? He's not playing. There's no play with God when about his glory tonight. And we find tonight it's very sobering to read that. Turn to Acts chapter 12 with me. Acts chapter 12. Talking about mankind condemned for not giving glory to God. Acts chapter 12. Look there in about verse 21. The Bible says, And upon a set day Herod arrayed in royal apparel, set upon his throne, and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a God and not of a man. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him, because he gave not, the, gave not God what? The glory. The glory. And he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. You think God's playing with this glory? He's not playing. If he would take a man, <laughs> Herod, of great stature, of great, of great authority, of great wealth and riches tonight, 
a man that's sitting with great apparel in a great place, uh, ordering people with great authority tonight. And the next thing you know, he is ate of, of worms. And what is the one reason tonight that God would do that? Because he did not give God glory. I'm going to say mankind, there's condemnation. Not giving God glory. The sin tonight is not fulfilling the purpose that God has created you for. And that is to give him glory. You can confess your sins all day long. I told a lie. I stole. I've committed adultery. I've committed fornication. I'm this. I'm that. And die and go straight to hell. That's not the sin tonight that's of importance. The sin of importance tonight is the sin of not giving God glory. We find as well tonight, look in Romans chapter 1 and look in verse 20. Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. The Bible says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Now, everybody goes to Romans chapter 1. And they began to talk about all this sin and vice and filth and dirt. And it's true. And let's read it. Read it out. It says, Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and to birds and four-feeted beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, now God's still in the same thought that when you didn't give God glory, wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness, to the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving their natural use of the woman, burned in their lusts one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of the error which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventor of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, and knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Now, we always talk about the last 32. We always talk about the homosexuality that's spoken of in there, the use of a man, use of a woman. We always talk about how they worship the creature rather than the creator. We always talk about how God gave them over to their own lust. And we go, but it all began... When they didn't glorify God. And that's where you began. If you're still in the place tonight of all that sin, of all those things, and you still live that away, and you do that habitually, and that's the way of your life, uh, you know, it, it just 
how you are and who you are. You're just rebellious. You're just stubborn. That You just don't want to do what the boss says. You don't want to do what the parents say. You don't want to do what the preacher says. You don't want to do the word of God says. You don't want to do any of those things. And you want to lift into yourself and do unto yourself tonight. It all boils down to one thing. You've never glorified God. That's the problem. It's not all this other junk. It's you've never glorified God. You've missed the mark. You have not fulfilled the purpose in which God has created you. Sin tonight. That's what sin is. We find also that they didn't extol him. They didn't worship him. They didn't magnify him. Turn to one more verse, Revelation chapter 16. What time is it? Oh, yeah, we got plenty of time. You don't have to watch the watch I am. We don't need two people watching it. Revelation chapter 16, look there in verse 8. It says, The fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat. Blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues, Listen to this last portion. It's amazing. And they repented not to give him glory. During the tribulation period, five months, the sun will be so hot, scorching the men's backs. And they are so wicked, so reprobate, so lost that they could not and would not give him glory. That's during tribulation period. And I say to you tonight, sin is missing the mark. Failure to fulfill God's purpose, that is to glorify God. It's very serious, and it's very dangerous. Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Lastly, we'll close. Mankind's conversion is for the glory of God. The only way tonight that you and I can come to the place where we can give God glory is through Christ. The only way. We find that in Jesus glorified the Father in John chapter 12. John chapter 12. And the reason why Jesus is the only one tonight in which can bring that conversion into our lives that we can give him glory, it's because he's the one who is the glory. We find in chapter 12 and verse 28, Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Chapter 32, or chapter 13, verse 32. Verse 31, therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself, and shall straightway glorify him. Chapter 16 and verse 14. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. Chapter 17, verse 1. These words spake Jesus, and lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father... The hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as hath given him. This is life eternal, that they might know that the only true God 
and Jesus Christ whom thou sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. We find Jesus glorified the Father. Number two, we find that Jesus glorified by the Father. Turn to Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15. And look in verse 5 with me tonight. Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus. According to Christ Jesus. That you may with one mind and one mouth glorify God. That's the only way. The only way tonight that you and I can please and satisfy what God has created us for with one mouth and one mind is through Christ that we can glorify God. The only way. The only way. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 20. The Bible says this. We always put emphasis on the first part of this scripture, but the last part of the scripture is very much important. He says, for you are bought with a price. Now, we always talk about that. We're bought with a price, and we are. And we thank God for that. But look at the last portion of the scripture. Therefore, because you've been bought with a price, what does he tell you to do? Glorify God. With what? With your body and your spirit, which are God's. The only way that we can reach God and satisfy and content to him and his glory that he would receive from us is through Christ who glorified him. One more scripture. Let me get to that. Luke chapter 15. Turn there. The lost coin tonight is a good example of sin, of what I'm speaking of tonight. Luke 15. Again, sin is the failure to fulfill God's purpose, which is to glorify him. We find in Luke 15, in verse 8, Either what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she lost one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the piece which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in heaven, there's joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Now think about this coin and think about lost, sin, not fulfilling the purpose, and that is to glorify God. We're like that coin. That coin cannot, is not able to move, right? She lost this coin. It's somewhere in this house, but it can't move. It's not going to go anywhere, and that's the way sinners are who have not glorified God. They can't move. They're helpless, right? But not only can this coin not move, but this coin can't speak. The coin can't say, I'm over here. That's just like those that are lost tonight who have not given God glory. They can't speak. Nobody's listening because they're not saying what they need to say because they don't know what to say. They're like that coin they cannot be heard. Until you give God glory, will God hear you? And so it's like a coin cannot be heard. It cannot be moved. But thirdly, the coin cannot be seen. If it could be seen, she would pick it up, right? 
But in order for this coin to be seen, in order for you and I to be saved so that we can give glory unto God, then it's going to have to take three things. Number one, someone's going to have to know that we're lost. Right? If somebody don't know I'm lost, I'll never be found. If I don't know I'm lost, I can't be found. And if you don't care if I'm lost, then I won't be found either. Somebody's got to care. Well, this woman, according to the scripture there, uh, she cared enough because she said, I've lost the coin. Number two, it's going to take somebody to bring the light. It was dark, and she couldn't see, so she needed a candle. And friend, every one of us that are lost without God, who have not given glory unto God to be saved tonight, are in the dark. And it's going to take somebody to bring a light so that we can see of our lostness. But not only did someone have to bring a light, but somebody's going to have to sweep the dirt. She brought a broom, and she began to sweep, right? Sweep the house. Somebody's going to have to sweep. Somebody's going to take the dirt. Somebody's going to have to take the field. Somebody's going to have to remove it off of us. Say, hey, listen, you're dirty, rotten, filthy. We've got to get this off in order for us to find to give God glory. Fourthly, we've got to, someone's going to have to find the lost silver in order for, and somebody to get saved tonight. Amen? And then when somebody does find the silver, somebody does find the coin, and somebody does find a lost soul that wants to give God glory tonight, the Bible said the angels in heaven rejoice for one that repenteth. The coin is just like sin tonight. Just like it. That coin was not fulfilled for the purpose why it was sent. Right? Get blown on the ground in the dirt in the dark. We find tonight when you're hopeless in your sin, missing the mark, failure to fulfill your purpose, it's going to take the scriptures to show you your purpose. It's going to take the spirit to persuade you of your sin. It's going to take the savior to save you from your sin. It's going to take the salvation to forgive you of Missing the mark. I'd pray tonight that we might have a greater appreciation of our salvation and of our Savior if we just know what sin is. Let's stand to our feet, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I know I went through a lot of scripture tonight, but I kind of feel that's what church is about especially on Wednesday night, just to go through the Bible, the Word of God. I wonder tonight, has there, is there anybody here that has never, never repented? Because you said to God, God, I've missed the mark. I've never just given you glory. I've never just worshipped. I never just gave you praise. Well, I confess my sin. I got baptized. I joined the church. I started living different. But really, Lord, my heart has never come to the place. And my life has never come to the place where you get glory. You get glory from within or without. Is there anybody like that tonight? Says, I just want to 
I just want to give God glory. There might be those who are saved tonight. You say, boy, I failed you, Lord. I have not been giving you the glory as I should. I'm so sorry. I know that I'm saved. I know that you live in my heart. But, Lord, I just ask you to forgive me. I haven't been praising you, obeying you, worshiping you. I've been living this Christian life with drudgery, discouragement, push. I don't really want to even be here tonight. It's not really in my heart tonight to, to bring glory unto Jesus. I beg for you tonight to turn and trust Jesus. Would you please? I beg you with all my heart. Anybody like to come? I'll be here to help you through along the way. All right, tonight, if you have any prayer requests, we should be glad to take them here now.